Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Work that ball. Live from Nakamegado, Japan, this is Magic on the Blacktop, the only NBA podcast where two kooks open a pack of 95-96 upper deck trading cards and draft a fantasy basketball team. My name is Peter, and with me... As always, is the Essex assassin, the British bully, the English enigma, the commish of the Tokyo Senshi, the Sarunas skipper, the raging Cajun, the Barkley beggar, the wandering minstrel, fathead number two, a real pain in the neck, the mixer, the former point guard, the Leicester Riders, and the presumptive loser of season one, Mr. Ian Rudd. Hello, Peter. Hey, buddy. I don't presume I'm going to lose i presume i'm gonna win i'm just so glad i'm done with these freaking nicknames it's week 12 i'm surprised we went past week three i can't believe we've done it past week one and yet here we are and i cannot tell you i am so excited to draft our final player on our team i've spoken to a couple of people and they have both said it it could all come down to this week the teams are that finely matched i think i've got more of a defensive team maybe your offense is a bit better who knows we'll we'll discuss that next week but it could all come down to today yeah the the the, the final pick on each team it's could swing incredible. it we've been so extremely lucky in this 11 past i'm tired ian no carry on we good I'm just telling you, I'm tired. <laughs> okay. I'm finding my words is going to be tough this week. Pete's had a long day today. It was your, what, what do you it call it? It was the school festival. What's it called in Japanese? Bunkasai. The Bunkasai, where, so the school Pete works at, it's not only parents come, it's people can buy tickets, right? Pete works at quite a famous school, if you don't mind it's me saying. quite famous. And a lot of a lot of famous kids go there and stuff like that. It's all the acting, you teach acting, can I say that? No, I teach acting. There we go. And uh, you, you put on a performance today. How was the performance? Well, we're still working on the acting part, but I'm proud of the kids and we had some fun. It was just a super long past week. Yeah, preparing, I can imagine. I can't find words, Ian. We do normally record this about 7pm, it's called... To, to 11 yeah. right? so uh, I think we could push through but, though it's week 12 come on week magic 12. on the I'm black top fight week through this man yeah. I'm ready and the thing I'm trying to say is is that the, the te- I can't the teams it. are so close mm. that like you said a player on either direction could tilt the scales in one of our favors absolutely uh, which is great We it's an embarrassment of riches yeah we and, and you know what's really crazy is that neither of us are struggling to fill a certain position. We've both somehow, through yeah. sheer luck, I imagine, <laughs> uh, both have a wild card spot left to fill. So no pressure on no. needing. So got to remember, some people might not have a clue what we're talking about. Yeah, so let's should I just should I just cover that quickly? So basically, we found a box mm. of twenty-five-year-old basketball cards on the Japanese equivalent of eBay, and uh, every week we open a pack each. We talk about the players that come up. You know, it's a bit of a trip down memory lane for two you know 90s basketball fans and then each week we pick a player we pick a player from the um base deck no insert cards and then over 12 weeks we're going to have 12 players each and then our team's going to go head to head to decide who's got the best team now there are a few rules the the main three i would say yeah i'll give you i'll give you a lead in ready okay rule number one rule number one is that a player cannot appear on this both teams once once a player has picked him He's no longer up for grabs. Even if he comes up again in a future week, he is. Yeah. He, once he's signed his name, once he's signed those contract papers, he cannot speak to other teams. He's locked in. He absolutely is. Rule number two. Rule number two is that we have to fill every position. We have a point guard, a shooting guard, a small forward, a power forward, a center, and a wild card. 
double that up. Twelve players on the team. We got we have to fill those twelve spots. Now, like I said, it's insane that we our final week, week twelve. I was thinking that we're gonna one of us at least is gonna be scrabbling to you know hoping that a center comes up or hoping that a point guard comes yeah. up. But somehow, nope, we got it worked out. And, you know, you're pretty strict, I got to say. Uh, oh, yeah. I get confused sometimes in the forward positions. I'm like, ah, oh, he was a small forward. I wouldn't say I'm strict. I'm, I would you're just, knowledgeable. I, w- I wouldn't say I'm knowledgeable. I would just say that the player has to have at least played that position. <laughs> that's not what, And see, to me, that's strict. You're I like, feel like forwards no, Shaq, and guards. Shaq can, Shaq can run the point. Yeah, he's a one through five. <laughs> you played it in the All-Star game once. Yeah, and um, I, I did that in the old NBA games. And um, anyway... Rule number three. Rule number three is that when we're judging these players, it's on their all-time achievements. It's not on the 94-95 season where the cards are from. So, so yeah, we're, we're looking at like, that's why um, we're going to go over the, the teams in a minute and you'll see why that's relevant. But I have huge news. Hmm. I have a save the date. Streaming alert. Streaming alert. This mm-hmm. is it. Mm-hmm. This is a code red. We've got the date. It is September 21st mm-hmm. in Japan. Mm-hmm. So in America, that might be the 20th in the evening. We're going at high noon where all showdowns take place in the Wild West. 12 noon on the 21st of September. Japanese Japan time. Japan standard time. Okay. Find your local time zones. For example, in the central or eastern, eastern, it'll be 11 I don't trust you. Don't, don't, don't let them find out for themselves. You're going to give some... <laughs> High noon Japan <laughs> Standard it. Time on September 21st. Tune into Twitch. Uh, the channel is called Premier 2. And we'll have all this information on our Instagram page and Twitter as soon as possible. But there you go. And and the I mean, the reason for that is that our two teams are going to play each other on NBA Live 2001, is it? NBA and, Live 2001. And if you want to hear why we chose that specific game, you can, it's, it's on last week's show. We cover it a little bit. But in a nutshell, it's the only game that had Charles Barkley, uh, Reggie Miller, and it was easily, well, not easily, but Pete's been able to customize <laughs> it, hack into the, the mainframe, get yeah. into the brains of the game. And uh, we're going to let the computer play a seven-game series, full 48-minute full games oh, yeah, we're not against gonna, each other. No, of course not. And, yeah. and we're going to talk about it, and it's going to be hilarious. And I will not hack the outcomes. Okay. This is, this is as good as it gets. Um, so, Ian... What did you learn last week? You might remember you ended the show on a little... You did a what would happen if Dick Vitale met Marlon Brando somewhere. No memory of that. And discussed our two teams. Uh. Um, well, we've talked about it a couple of times, but when I was a kid, uh, I used to play a, a three-point shootout video game. I'm talking like uh, early 90s. I remember playing it on like an old DOS PC thing and it was hilarious because it was like they had characters on there who were clearly parodies of NBA players like Shackle O'Dill that we've said a few times yeah. but the commentator was a guy called um, it was it was a take on Dick Vital. Yeah, it was, it was actually Rick Vitality. Well, wish you told me that last week because I thought it was Dick Vitality and I wanted to find it to compare that impression <laughs> to yours so I went on YouTube so the thing I learned is don't search for Dick Vitality on YouTube <laughs> give it context I, I i was so i was so stunned he was typing he was oh, right, mate, let's just check it on youtube dick vitality search didn't even come into my head that that could be a bad thing but i had no idea it was for penis I, enlargement i thought youtube was like a family friendly <laughs> website no, it's no. educational maybe somebody really wanted to know 
about I have no idea. Yeah, well, but now it's in your search engine forever. Yeah. And so, but it's Rick Vitality, and the game is actually called, I think, Three Point Basketball for MS DOS. Well, well, if you can find it, please you can. check you can it out. You play it on a web, on a like a just a website now. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like free. So uh-huh. there you go. Um, what I learned is quite fascinating. What's that? Sherelle Ford, who we've mentioned a couple times in the pod, and and I want to be clear, I'm just going to get this out. We don't hate any player except for Doug Christie and Chris Dudley on this pod. We we have sports hate, which means we love joking about it. We mm. actually respect everybody who's played the game of basketball, and we like talking about these players. Mm. Sherelle Ford has come up several times as a rookie in some of our packs. He's been He's not only followed our account, he's like liking stuff and leaving emojis. Friend of the show, Cheryl Ford. The first true player is the that is a friend of the show. Can, can you just can, can I just say though? But not sorry to cut you off, but when you think about it, it is insane that we've just done this podcast for a laugh. You know, we we couldn't go out anymore because of COVID. We thought, you know you can come over we can hang out once a week we do do something about basketball we'll record it it'll be good fun yeah and you know it's 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 been really fun to do but at the same time dennis scott has commented on it yeah dikimbi matombo has liked it well his press agent no i think it's it the was kimbi. matombo i think it's the kimbi. he was coming to the block um aaron the contest the t-shirt contest winner reggie miller liked it oh, i forgot about that and the fact that we've had these i mean Interactions with actual super Steve Smith. Last week, Steve Smith liked one of our I pictures. Can't it. So it's it's insane that. But you're right, Cheryl Ford. Um, if you're listening, Cheryl, well, thank I'm you gonna, so I'm much. I'm going to give the, this. Not this is not only to Cheryl Ford. This is an open invitation to any former NBA player <laughs> who would like to join us on this podcast. You have an open mic. Yeah. It's for you. Yeah. And uh, my even, secret even, desire. What if Doug Christie calls up and wants to be part of it? Almost any NBA player. And my secret desire is I, I hope I can, I'm can. i able to reach out to Sherelle mm. and I'm going to ask him. And nothing would make me happier than having him on a preview episode and saying, Sherelle, who you got? Jason Kidd or Joe Dumars? Mm. I mean, this is a guy who's played in the league. Yeah. He went to high school with, do you know who? No idea. Kansas blocker Michael Finley. Really? Yes. So I could say, like, what was he like in practice? How much of an edge do I have? Michael Finley or Michael Jordan? He'll be like, uh, Finley's got the edge here. Well, Although they don't play the same position. But, you know, it's well, exciting they stuff. They do. I guess. Oh, but. my God. Sorry, but Michael Finley has been a point guard, a center at one yeah. point, And now the only position he actually plays is the one that you discounted for as a shooting guard. So, so Michael Finley, the shooting guard. Yes, right. Does okay, in fact for being technical. Okay. Um, my feeling is like he's like a LeBron. He's a one through five. Yeah. I have high respect for Finley. But Sherelle Ford, I hope someday, if my dreams could come true, he's going to join us on a Magic on the Blacktop episode <laughs> just for five minutes to give us his picks. That'd be amazing. Um so my thing I was thinking about in the week was, for, for people who have listened up until now, uh, I won't go on about it, but in a, in, in a nutshell, we basically found out that the trading cards we're using were released over two different series. Oh, you're going right into this. I'm going straight into this. Because okay. this is what I was thinking about in the week. This is week 12, the final week. So what we found out was, um, you know, these 94, 95 cards, not all of the players were in the first box of cards we bought. We realized that actually they released another box halfway through the season and those ones have all the other players in it um a couple of players show up twice it's not just dana barris but dana barris by the way i've realized rodney rogers shows up twice in them as well but anyway um 
So I was thinking about it. And, okay. you know, and I was thinking about some of the players who were available across both decks who haven't come up yet, in, in who have not been available to, to pick, who we haven't actually seen a card for yet. Can I make a few guesses? Yeah, I've made a list of my top five. Okay, maybe I'm close. Carl Malone. Yep. Scotty Pippen. Yep. Grant Hill. Yep. Uh, and we're done for Pete's picks. Gary Payton. Oh, the glove. Yep, for sure. Dominique Wilkins is at the end of his career in this one. And I just thought of another one too, uh, Dennis Rodman. I don't know if he's going to make either of our our teams better. Oh, he absolutely will. Best rebounder in the history of the game. He would absolutely get on either either team. I don't know, man. We're pretty stacked in his position, aren't we? Well, you are. I I could do with one more power forward, to be honest with you. Okay. But anyway, there's um, great players out there. So what I... Well, should we look at the teams first? And I've got a suggestion to make after that. Right. Pete's Kansas you? blockers going into week 12. Who do I got? Okay, so your team, uh, your starting five at present is Jason Kidd. Wow. Clyde Drexler, Dan Marley, Charles Barkley, and Shaquille O'Neal. It's not bad. That's amazing. If you were going to strengthen one of those, probably... Oh, if I had to strengthen one of those, I guess you'd put it Dan Marley. Thunder Dan. Yeah. Okay, and then on your bench, you've got... Who did you get last week? You don't remember, do you? Damon Stoudemire. Okay, you remember. You've got Michael Finley, friend of Cheryl Ford, presumably. Uh, Detlef Schrempf, Sean Kemp, Dikimbi Mutombo. And as a wild card, you've got Vin Baker at the moment. So, yeah, pretty solid team. For sure. Um, I've got I've got the six men in the the year awards like in the right spots. They're on the bench coming into the game. This is mm-hmm. great. I've got some depth with uh, Sean Kemp, who could start, really, against your power forward. We'll get to in a minute. He I'm could, really happy. He could start, but he'd get bullied. <laughs> By Kevin Garnett, absolutely. By I mean, Kevin at least, Garnett. but I think that they have a better size. This is this is next week's talk. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, Ian's Essex Jammers. Who have I got? I mean, it's not much to look at, but I guess I'll go over it. You're starting five, mm. if I have to say. I don't even know. Wait, who did you pick up last week? Okay, your starting five are Joe Dumars, Michael Jordan, Glenn Robinson, Kevin Garnett, and Hakeem Olajuwon. I've heard of a couple of them. Mm. Not bad. Your backups are Tim Hardaway, not bad. Reggie Miller, Dennis Scott, Chris Weber, and Robert Parrish. Mm-hmm. Now, you do have a wild card who I, I don't imagine is coming into the game, but he's a great cheerleader and a great general manager who we've never said his name right, Vlade Divac. He's he's gonna get some burn in a you seven game so? series. Yeah, he's he's you're right. He's he's obviously behind. Is he the um, Hackershack guy? He goes in there to do some. Uh, I mean, that was his yeah. actual role. He's he's a towel waver at the moment, but he uh, no, he'll get he'll get a bit of burn. You got yourself a wild card space available. So yeah. this is the this is the fun week for us. Yeah. All options are on the table. No pressure. No. It's whatever comes up. So before yeah. we get into the packs, what I was going to suggest was you know for the first what. Seven weeks we opened series one. It, I can tell you exactly. It was the first seven weeks. And then the previous four weeks we've opened series two. That's right. Where there's less cards. I was going to say, I think, because it's a shame that certain players, if we carry on that route, certain players are absolutely unavailable. I think we should open each. This week, I think we should open one series one pack, one series two pack each. That gives us 12 players to pick from on the finale. I think it's a nice, nice way to end it. I say no. Oh, God. Here's why. Because you want more ladder rookie cards. They're really fun to talk about. They're not fun to talk about, Mm. but we have set a standard. We've changed it several times as we've been Twice, and we shouldn't have. The two times we've changed it once was the worst two packs ever opened in the history of Magic on the Blacktop. 
Yeah. But I mean, if we hadn't have changed it originally, we'd still be, we wouldn't have been able to pick any of the players. Let me finish. The last five weeks. So that okay. was the Michael Carry Jordan on. episode. Okay. Great, great show, by the way. Check it out. Yeah. The other was when we realized there was only five players to choose from. So yeah. we, we made an amendment to the rule saying we should open two series two. Now, that being said, we have had some bad luck with some rookies. I'm the first to admit it. Look mm. at my pack last week. Mm. However, we opened seven packs of series one. It's done. We did it. It's even. It was seven weeks. We've only opened four weeks of Series 2. we got to stick with it. we got to finish the way we started. We can't get greedy. This is where our fate lies. Hmm. And it goes 7-5, and it's even, Steven, and we're going in. I'm not sure if that is even, though, because there's more than two-thirds. There's I, For the amount of individual players in each card, I feel like 7-4. and four. It was 7-5 and five is what I'm proposing. Yeah, exactly. And that would be better because there was more players in Series 1 than there were in Series 2. Exactly. Right. So so 7 and 4 might be the balance because there's a third less players in Series. I think 7 and 5 is the way we go. We've come this far, Ian. We can't fight Lady Luck. I I say the the winner of the Junkin chooses. All right. That's fair. That means at least I'm on record. I bet you're going to edit it out. I'm going to be like, okay, let's do that Series 1 and Series (laughs) 2. You can't. I I want it on tape. I think people want... I think people want the, the option of all players being available. Well, I asked one guy, hmm. and he said no. Series 2 has got like four people that people have heard of. That's the thing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Sai show good. John Kim Boy. Aiko show. Show. You beat me. So there you go. So you've won again. We go one Series 1, one Series 2. Look, I tried. You can't fault me. I'm a man of principle. Ian's beaten me. We're going to do one and one. And I'm against it, but what can you do? What can you do? That's John right. Ken always wins out. Um, so here's the thing. I want to say, while you're setting up the packs, hit us up on Instagram. We've really loved the support. We Honestly, I genuinely appreciate it. I don't think Ian does, but who knows? Um, if you are interested in our Instagram, it's magic on the blacktop. And if you're, if you're interested in Twitter, which I'm supposed to be running, but I just hate the service itself, it is uh, magic blacktop. That's the one. You got and, it. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. I'm trying to get back into it. But I think this is the moment we've all been waiting for. We've we've enough hot air. Yes, yeah, big intro. Let's go. We've got twelve players to get through. To the packs. Okay. All right. Let's know. go now. Just for sincerity, I want to go series two first. Okay. Just so we have some. Uh, I'll take that one. Right. Give me that. You got that one. Series two, ninety-five, ninety-six. From okay. Yep. These are the ones. All right. But I I, I want to do another junk in to see how we do the thing. This is my pack. Hold on. Wait. Sai. Uh, I won. I won. That might factor into home court advantage. Okay. And I, I, I would like, uh, I would like, you. I want to read your card first. Okay. I like saving mine for the end. I know it's, it's the way we always do it. But why we've come before, this far? Before you look at the first card, yeah. Have a quick I, look at the inserts and just see. Do you have a Sean Kemp top forty card? Because those are gold. <laughs> those are comedy gold. If anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, listen to last week that we found some random uh, insert cards where Sean Kemp gives his rundown. I have a Sean Kemp insert, but I don't think I have a Sean Kemp. It's not the top 40 rundown? Nope. Okay. No, neither do I. So that's cool. All right. Okay. Are you ready? Can I start with your first card? Yep. I think it's kind of fun because he's on my team. Okay. And anytime we have a player from the blockers, it's time for celebrating. So this is a guy I can't pick. Of course not, because he's signed the contract. And he's clearly good. Yeah. Because you wouldn't have picked him otherwise. Of course not. Can I guess? Yeah. Is it Dikimbi Mutombo? Welcome to the house of Mutombo. Okay. I'm so happy to see this card. I don't even think you let me look at it last time. You were so... I think we were talking about Elijah one and stuff. This is great. 
What a cool card. He, 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 yeah, him and Olajuwon came back to back when we when we got those. So they kind of blended into each other when we were talking about both of them um, and how good they both were. So, yeah. Wow. I, I'm going to go ahead and throw out a, a stat. Yeah. Best blocker in NBA history. That's it. Uh, probably. I don't know. I don't know if he holds the all-time record in blocks. Who knows? But he's definitely the most iconic one, the finger wag. The finger wag. <laughs> to be honest with you, if, if he only blocked five guys in his entire career, the <laughs> finger wag. that <laughs> one play we watched. So Matumbo's obviously a great player. I, I, and I, you know, for the longest time, the Kansas blockers lacked a blocking player. Who You, you picked up, you didn't have a center for a long time. And was, then, you, then you got Shaq. Yeah. And then you got Matumbo. So yeah. yeah, if you call yourself the blockers, you can't have Matumbo on the opposite team. No, that would be such a nightmare. Uh, I think actually he's like, if I was like the front office guy, he's the dude. He's the one? He's the one I'm putting on all the posters. Welcome to Kansas Blockers. And Dukembe would do all my TV CMs. He'd be my guy on all the... He's, he's the one. He's the poster boy. What am I? The jammers. Who who would be the poster boy for the jammer? Well, you passed on Ron Cycler, well, I guess whatever his name was. Can you, can you believe that's 12 episodes? Of the, that the first player we ever introduced on Magic on the Blacktop was... was the Spin Doctor. Yeah, wow. We didn't have jammers as a name yet. No, okay. All right, so Matumbo's off the board anyway. You can't have him. Okay. So who's my first choice? Oh, man, we should have gone with season two all the way because we could have had lows like this. Your Picard is Dikimbi Matumbo. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Again. Okay. Yeah. You may... I'm glad you won that particular junkin. So I'm going to go ahead and throw a stout for you. You're going to throw a stout at me? <laughs> Don't do that. I've got to clean up afterwards. I'm so tired. Okay. I'm fighting. I said I'm going to throw out a stat for you. Oh, a stat. Okay. All-time NBA blocks leader. I'm just going to repeat everything I've said before. <laughs> All right. So Mutombo's... Well, I feel like we should at least read his thing on the card. Mutombo, okay. the 94-95 NBA Defensive Player of the Year, led the league in blocks per game in 3.91. Wow. Four, Jeez, four blocks a game. That's incredible. Yeah. And I actually think he was a four-time Defensive Player of the Year. And, and trust me, if you're interested in stats, oh, trust me. Like, <laughs> Believe me, next week episode is for you. I was taught at a young age to never trust anyone who feels the need to say trust me. I don't even know why I said that. Who's Anyway, your next guy is a, a Houston Rocket teammate of Hakeem Olajuwon. And uh, his seven-year... He was a seven-year tra- Trailblazers veteran. So this is not... I guess... Oh, no, um, no, anyway, no, no. he snagged 3.2 rebounds per contest in 1994. It can't be Clyde Drexler. His 5.26 field goal percentage was second on Portland in 94-95. He had a 5% field goal percentage. <laughs> That's the worst NBA player of all time. <laughs> Maybe he had a trade alert because he's on Houston You're now. You're in a 50%? Yeah, I said 0.526. That's oh, what okay. the stats are. Yeah. It's Mark Bryant. Oh, yeah, we've had him before Series quite recently. Series 2, baby. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cool surname. Yeah. Well, he shares it with like Kobe. Yep. Uh, and uh, that is cool. What does it say about him? I, I just read it to you. Oh, was that, that it? That was, was that was literally it. It? Yeah. Okay. That was the whole. That was the whole thing. Okay. Something tells me you're not gonna pick him. Uh, that being said, he did go to Seton Hall, a, a '90s powerhouse. Yeah. You uh, look so stupid when you get a good card and you're gonna say like, we should also open Series One. You should. Got so greedy. I'm so sad. I lost that John Kent. All right. Who's my next guy? Because Mark Bryant's off the board. Your next guy is actually a good player. All um, right. Have you heard of Terrell Brandon? Oh. No? He, well, he was good. He's a point guard. I remember him uh, at Cleveland uh, for a long time. He went to Oregon University. Brandon put an put an NBA career-high 31 points on the board versus Orlando. This was only his fourth season in the year, so I guess 40, 40, a 31-point high. His fourth season in the year. Yeah. 
There are four seasons in a year. Excuse me. He's full season in the in the NBA. That's uh, good. I was wondering if he made it to winter. Thank last God. season, he averaged 13.3 points a game. And uh, yeah, Terrell Brandon. There you go. Do you want to take a look last at season is in like 2019 or his last season his he last, played? The last season prior to these cards. I'm just being annoying, um, aren't I? Terrell. Cool. Well, Terrell, Terrell Brandon. He has an open invite, but my guy's still is Sherelle Ford. I feel, hold on. Let me just read a little bit about Terrell. Because he uh, he was a a big name at, at one point. Let me go. A two time NBA All Star in '96 and '97. So he must. Wow, have he a, is a good player. He must have had a uh, like I said because I remember him being very good. So I guess this is prior to him really coming out. Like it would be the season afterwards. Ninety yeah ninety six and ninety seven. Two time NBA uh, NBA All Star. Uh, I guess. I don't know if he played with Mark Price at Cleveland. It might be when Mark Price left, he took the reins of the point guard position, and, and that's that's why. Brandon now runs the Terrell Brandon Barbershop on Portland's Northeast Alberta Street, which is frequented by numerous NBA players. We need to do this show one week from Terrell live Brandon's from, Barbershop, yeah. Oh, man, can you live from Portland, Oregon. It's <laughs> magic on the blacktop. That'd be the best. Uh, I think he would ask us to leave before the intro finished. <laughs> yeah, Joel Brandon, a, a decent player. Beyond decent, he's a two-time All-Star. Yeah. Uh, I think you're going to like your next guy. This is kind of cool. Okay. We have finally reached a player that I recognize. Ooh. And he was an NBA Jam amazing All-Star. You couldn't help but notice him because Jordan was missing. He was a bull legend. Tony Kukoc. And he played on your Golden State Warriors on this card. He was a Bulls legend. Well, in NBA Jam, because Jordan was missing. Oh, is it BJ Armstrong? You got BJ Armstrong. Yeah, okay. Who had some great run in the last dance. Well, the thing about the reason uh, I guess they focused on him for a bit in the last dance is because he was at Chicago. And so, you, you know, that documentary had like unprecedented camera access to the team and everything. Right. Else. So you got to know BJ Armstrong a little bit. And then he went to where did he, Orlando, wasn't it? And then he he killed him in that playoff game. And then he absolutely destroyed them. And then you know Michael Jordan famously didn't need much of a reason to 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 hate someone. He, he just needed that spark to go. And then he didn't take too kindly to the way B.J. Armstrong acted. He got a little chesty. He got a little chesty. And then uh, he received the Jordan treatment on the on the next game. But yeah, B.J. Armstrong. Okay. Yeah, but I think happy in with the, that. Like, uh, it, Certainly iconic. Absolutely. He was a, kind of like in that Dan Marley, the three-point shot is cool vein, or yeah. the Steve Kerr, like totally unafraid to just launch a, a deep ball. It says here that uh, selected by the Raptors in the 1995 NBA expansion draft. So is, Ar- he, is he a is his Can I rookie just, year? Sorry. But of course you, not. He was on the Bulls before this. And these cards are from 94, 95. And you're saying? He played in the Bulls 91, 92, 92, 93, 94. Well, he, he wasn't drafted by the Raptors then. No, I said selected. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you God, said. God, man, can I just can I just have a break here? <laughs> Even through exhaustion, you're you're challenging me. Selected by the Raptors in the 1995 NBA expansion draft, and when there's a new team in America, like in an NBA, they, they often have an expansion anyone? draft that are eligible players from certain teams that have been let go. It's not a draft, as in rookies. Okay, it's called an expansion draft. Okay, um, Armstrong was dealt to the Golden State. Four, do you know who? If you can name one of the three, two players who he was sent for. Uh, no, I don't know. Victor Alexander mm, and no. Carlos Rogers. Oh, Carlos Rogers, yeah. Okay, so you knew one of them. Yeah, 
and the rights to three others. Okay. Doesn't, doesn't feel the need to name <laughs> yeah, them? Yeah. Okay. It could have been like, oh, yeah, Steve down in the docks, and you also get a no Mary Sue over there. And so there was three other, so five people for BJ Armstrong. Okay. Hey, a solid pick if you had to pick someone from the first. I like, I like him from the, for the I, iconic perspective he's a, he's, a he's a name not like a, no, he you wasn't know. great to be honest with you he was, all right. he was all right he wasn't great he'd be the worst player on either team so far okay i hear you even though you have robert Parrish, that's a joke i thought i thought for sure you were going to say dennis scott but um i know i took a curveball there yeah robert Parrish would not be a good one to pick in that regard before you open that can i just can i just say something really quick yeah Big shout out to Dot Decor, Mr. Chris. He gave me a beer today to, to bring to this very pod. Can I tell you, it's a Mexican chocolate peanut butter stout. Sounds delicious. And I'm not even going to share it, but I will you open it. You just threatened to throw a stout at I me. I did, I know. But and I then you go and get one. I'm terrified. But here's one right for the... Ah, oh, yeah. Okay. Let me hear that next player as I enjoy this tasty beverage. Okay, well, you might want to drink a bit more of it before I reveal. Terry Davis. Oh, this is a very good beer. Terry Davis, I think he came up last two weeks, maybe. He certainly came up at least once. In 94-95, Davis began to show signs of recovery from the May 2nd, 1993 car accident. I'm not laughing at a car accident, oh, but I'm just saying that the fact that this is his highlight on the card. Uh, collecting a season-high 11 rebounds and adding 10 points in a, in a 103-92 home victory over the Pacers. As we said before... Any write-up on a card which focuses on a single game, unless it's a game where they went absolutely bananas and scored 94 points, <laughs> they're not going to make your team, are they? Um, no, well, I well, mean... Well, I hope you fully recovered. Um, it's been uh, 27 years, so you'd hope he's I'm sure he's right fine. And, uh, he, did it, he did have 11 rebounds in that game. So. Yeah, um, and, you know, we're looking for glue guys at this point. You know, sometimes you need the mad dog, you know, Mark Madsen's or like somebody on the bench who can just be a jail guy who can bring the team together. What are you basing the assumption that Terry Davis is one of those guys? <laughs> He's resilient. So <laughs> But he got eleven rebounds once. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know, he puts in the work. It, I mean, I'd rather take him than Eric Murdoch. Hey, friend of the show, Eric Murdoch. I know actually. He feels like he should be. He's on yeah, every week. He's on every week, him and KG. With Six point four three assists per game. Murdoch led the Bucks in. Oh yeah, he was their leader in playmaking. He does come up every week. He's the playmaker, and I always make the same joke. Do you yeah. know what my joke is every week? Um, it, it was about the coach. Does no, I say oh, I lead the podcast in uh, playmaking. <laughs> so yeah, if he, well, he can't come up again, can he? Well. Well, he could have done if we went with two season two packs. We're, we're, <laughs> we're missing out on the chance of Eric Murdoch coming up again. So and that joke. I apologize. Well, but. I think like at the very we're not talking about Eric Murdoch. This is my own thing. I would like to have like a in memoriam of the season, not Eric Murdoch, but like, and I hope we can have sound bites, and I can say you know famous things we've repeated over the weeks. Yeah. That would be the one I want from me. Like Eric Murdoch? No, the one where I, I lead the podcast and playmaking. <laughs> and it's like in this distant voice, get it out of my face. Who's I'll, my I'll, next I'll card? I'll make a montage with, uh, with like reverb and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, like, like that. Spanning around. Okay, it's a ladder rookie. Ooh. By that I mean it's a rookie standing on a stepladder. That was the one prop they had at the rookie shoot this year. Um, was with some very suspect lighting. We've discussed it before. It doesn't... It doesn't... Best described as porn lighting. Absolutely. Well, David Vaughan think he's come up before um he went to memphis he vaughn's tigers made the sweet 16 twice and won a 
great Midwest Conference title? The MCC? Nope, MWC. I'm just throwing letters out. Uh, yeah. The ma huh? The OPPs. He's, uh... He's the, the O-U-T. David Vaughn. Yeah, the the only Vaughn I know is Wild Thing from what about Major Jack, League. Jack Vaughn? Never heard of him. He's another basketball player. I think he's came, he came up in season one. Well, I don't think this guy's come up before. Oh, and does that mean you've heard of him? Chris Webber. Oh, wait. He's oh, uh, come up several times. Every week. Yep. Literally the last... Him him and Kevin Garnett have come up every show for the No, last. it was only... Only Kevin had that distinction until my last card, unless it's Kevin. But um, in 94-95, Bullets opposition found out what the Big Ten had known for two years. Weber and Jawan Howard are two-thirds of an intimidating front court. Yeah. And hey, wait a minute. Two-thirds of an... How many people can you have in the front court? Three, I guess. I didn't know that. I'm confused. I thought it was two-two-one. Yeah. But it's like, is the center a front court position, I guess? I guess it is. Yeah, the way I look at it, I, I don't know if I'm right or not, but the way I look at it is if, you, if you're setting up an offense, you know, in, in a half court offense, not a fast break, the half court offense, you've got obviously the point guard bringing the ball up and the guys who are kind of higher up, the guys who would be, if there was a turnover, ah. the first two to get back, yeah. that's the back court. The front court are the ones closer to the basket. And I mean, that's the way I... So I've you've got the shooting it. guard in the back who would be... So the point guard and the shooting guard would be the first two to get back on defense. Exactly, they're in the back court. And then the, the, th- the three front court players, you would include the center. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, yeah. C-Webb. Wow, we're really getting into the minutiae of basketball history now. Is that word again? Um, oh, it's your Uncle Vern. <laughs> Vern Fleming. Vern Fleming. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm. It's, it, can you at least say thank you for my choice to choose season one cards? Because well, you didn't. I, it's not I think a this, choice. I, think I this, lost the Junkin, and I, think, I hope that the series one cards are just trash. You are an awful human being. And I'm going to tell you what I'm you, would, you would just to prove a point. You yeah, would, would willingly hope would, the show goes you'd down. You get here. BJ Armstrong out of it. Here's what I'm hoping though: hmm. uh, is that uh, okay? I, I'm telling you, I'm going to do this. We're mm. going to do the series one pack after we put away. Um, who did I get? Uncle Vern, Vern. Fleming. Uncle Vern Fleming. Yeah, I don't want this any of the Vern family. But here's the thing: is I'm going to diddly do. That sounds awful. I'm going to diddly do the Wayne's World thing to pick my series two pack to see what I should have got if we hadn't busted the rules open. That's what I'm going to do. Well, I mean, it's a pack. I'm just opening it. I'll just go through it really quick. My five guys. I don't want your dirty fingers on it. So we're five in, and I'd say the best player called so far that has not already been drafted is BJ Armstrong. I would disagree massively. It's clearly Terrell Brandon, two-time all-star Terrell Brandon. I think the highlight of the show... Are you about to look up if BJ Armstrong was an all-star? You've pulled out your phone, because I can tell you no. <laughs> I can tell you right now it's no. Save you. A... I'm not checking BJ Armstrong's stats. Let me look. Let me look. What it's, it's BJ Armstrong. Okay, let me just take a look. He, well, uh, he was an NBA all-star for one, okay? I just want to make that very clear. BJ Armstrong? Of course he was. So I just want to make sure you're new. everyone knows you're wrong. He was in 1994. He was an NBA All-Star. And he's a three-time NBA champion, for God's sakes. Give the man some credit. So His number 10 was retired by the Iowa Hawkeyes, which is a Midwest state very close to my heart. I, wait, wait, wait. BJ Armstrong was genuinely an NBA All-Star? In 1994. For who? I'm sorry? Uh, when he was playing at the Bulls? He was playing for the Bulls, and he was an All-Star. Probably NBA Jam, like, fan voting. <laughs> That's what my guess is. I mean, it makes sense right. time-wise. Well, that surprises me. I didn't know that. Well, I'm full of surprises, Ian. So, uh, I think the highlight of the night is, honestly, no, this I... this beer, this no, no, chocolate no, no, peanut no, no, butter no, no, stout. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm sure that's great, but I, I'm going to tell you right now what the highlight of the show is. you have is. a cool card over there? We haven't seen an insert like this before. Let's take a look. Sorry, this isn't really good for listeners, but look at that Spud Web foil card. Look Whoa, at that. I'm we... clean the hands. I don't want to get... Look at that. Silvery. 
It's not like the holograms. It's a whole different type of foil. I don't even understand the word. It says NBA extremes. Whoa, you baby. Don't, you don't understand the word extremes? No, it's it has weird lettering. Look, oh. it's like... It's like Oh, yeah. It's like Comic Sans plus five different font sizes. All right. Well, that was a bunch of shit cards, wasn't it? So let's go to some good ones now. Season one. Wait, 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 wait. Um, I, uh, no, I want to do series two. I, I want to do this, please. I actually uh, feel a little bit better. I've got a confession to make. Oh, what? <laughs> and I genuinely, I couldn't tell at the time if you were aware or not, but the way, how adamant you are about using season two only, I can tell now that you weren't aware. But when we actually did the Junkin, the, yeah. the Rochambeau, is that what you call it in the States? The old paper the, the rock Rochambeau. scissors? Rochambeau, yeah, yeah, we do. Um, you actually won. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. You genuinely did. Wait. So, I don't know if you know this, but, well, um, historically at least, rock beats scissors. <laughs> The, the traditional way the traditional so i i was resigned i don't know if you listen back to it i might even say shit or so i don't know but i remember being down and you and, and you just were like shit i was like oh i lost so i thought oh maybe he does actually want season one i'm not going to say anything to ruin the show but um so, okay wait wait did you not, did you not the... did you a do you not understand the game for the last 11 weeks 12 weeks or did you just not look up look at my hands or <laughs> So it's, oh, it's okay. It's quite possible that I, <laughs> before I even looked at the outcome, I assumed I lost. And I thought, as a gentleman, you'd tell me if I lost or not. But I was, I was already pissed well, off. Of course I? I wouldn't. Of course I wouldn't. <laughs> and but, I think I was already like, but, well, I already lost. Well, screw it. But you know what? Um, ordinarily, I'd say no. Uh, we it was done fairly, but it, genuinely, I, I feel guilty. So yes, let's. Well, okay. uh, you so, won. You you genuinely. I did, did win. Won. First of all, I was seeing how long how long until you'd notice. <laughs> It could have been in season four and I would have never won a, a Rochambeau contest. But the thing is, like, the thing I'm excited about is is the season two stuff, yeah, okay. Full disclosure, the quality no. of cards has been bad. But the way we looked at, like, the uh, – you mentioned, like, the checklist. Yeah. It just makes sense to go 7-5. No, the, the, you, you're right. Not 6-6, six, six, but 7-5. The more I thought about it, Jinsha, as well, you know, we said – We'll do seven and five. We'll do seven. That's what we said, and it's you know I shouldn't be messing with the system. So um, yeah, no, let's. So wait, uh, can I do my to the to the packs redo? Okay. To the packs redo. Redo. Okay. That's French, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm. Uh... Why are you gonna pick one? Uh... No, I want. Okay. Let me take a look over here. I go. want that. Another thing beneficial about doing these ones is that it has English and French, yeah, not, not just Japanese. I don't want to ever go back to those Japanese cards. I can't believe that our stupid... I mean, we do live in Japan, so we should speak the language. But our, our half-brained idea of doing this podcast, we never considered getting English cards. Um, so the the first thing is, is I won... Did I win the original? The second Rochambeau? I know I said I did. Did, uh, can we confirm I did win the second yes, time? Okay. Yes, yes. That was I would like my card being... Uh, you know what? No, no. I'll read your card last. So I want my card first. Does that make sense? Like, I read... Like, usually the winner says I want my card last. But no, no. I'm going to let you go first and your card will be last. Okay. So the last card of Series 2 will be the Essex Jammers. Okay. Happy to hear it. So who's my first guy? I want to know right up front. It's going to be hey. a good one. Oh, we got I heard a hey. Over Troll Brandon, you're probably not going to pick him, but it's another ex-coach. I didn't realize there were so many ex-coaches. It's Monty Williams, but he's a Nick, which is a rarity in we these cards. We don't I think get the, Nicks. the last Nick we had was Whoopi Goldberg. We never got Patrick Ewing. 
Ah, oh, we well, not yet. It. Well, true. In 94-95, the former Notre Dame uh, star averaged 2.4 rebounds a game. He tailed seven offensive rebounds in 15 minutes at Orlando on December 2nd. So, yeah, I mean, this is only his uh, second season in the NBA and only averaging 3.3 points a game at this point. So not an amazing player. He, I, I'm I having trouble. It keeps giving me Montel Jordan. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I got it. I got it. So he was a... Um, his his career highlight is NBA All Seeding Games Coach of the Bubble 2020. Hey, that was recent. <laughs> is as that a player, even an award? As a player, did he? No, that was that was. Is he coaching his, now? Then yeah. Well, he was the NBA All Seeding Games Coach of the Bubble 2020. He is an executive who is the head coach for the Phoenix Suns of the National Basketball mm. Association, who ripped off the eight and zero record of when they was he the is. bubble. Is it the Suns? That's why. That's why. He was the head coach for the New Orleans Hornets and Pelicans. From- yeah. That's who it was. That's what it was. I can remember him and Chris Paul. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. in 2010 to 2015 and was an assistant coach with the United States national team under Mike Krzyzewski. That's right. Um, so, yeah. yeah. it was him, Mike Krzyzewski. I think they had um, Theobald, Tom... Uh, Thibodeau? Thibodeau, sorry. <laughs> Theobald. <laughs> Is that the first time I've ever corrected somebody on the podcast? <laughs> I think it might be. So, okay. Uh, Monty Williams, Williams played college at Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish. Uh, your guy is a cool name... It's a he's a trailblazer. Damn, this guy had a career. He played for the Nets for five, six years, then the Trailblazers, and he stands at third among NBA active players in total rebounds at this time, twelve thousand thirty-three. And I never heard of him. So this must have been what year in the league was? So I mean, ninety-five, ninety-six. We've been. No, no, no. What year and how many years oh, had he been uh, in the league sorry, at this I point? Misunderstood- yeah. And 94, 95, not 95, 96, but carry on. Okay, God. He looks like, according to this card, he was drafted in 1983. Jesus. But third all-time NBA rebounds What's of his all- name? Buck Williams. You've never heard of Buck Williams? I have heard of him. I No, no, I have heard of him. Okay. Uh, today. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait. Buck Williams is a great player, right? Yep. Um, I, so I was talking to my friend who, who gave me this delicious beer, this uh, milk stout. Um, we were talking about centers of the 80s. You know, surprisingly, there's not, a, there's not many centers. Ian, of course, you've got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Who else you got? On the jammers? No. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? 80s, 80s centers. It's really slim pickings. Yeah, all right. Well, you mean like late 70s, early 80s, right? Before... Hakeem Olajuwon, Patrick Ewing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Parrish. Yeah. Abdul Jabbar. Mm-hmm. And. Exactly. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? There's not Moses. Ja- Moses Malone. Uh, yeah. Uh, James. No, James Worthy's not. No, James Worthy's a guy who just missed out on these cards. He retired like two years before this, which is insane. Craig uh, Eaton or what's it? Mark Eaton. Yeah, there wasn't many, was there? We're, this right. is this is absolutely the golden era of centers now. But I yeah, think ten Buck years Williams prior was to the center. Um, well, he was known for his rebounding, as you said. Uh, yeah, I think he's six eight. So no, I think he's a power forward. I think he's I like a Barkley esque kind of you know rebounding. Uh, uh, Barkley, Rodman, slightly undersized, but rebounding. You know, one of those guys that the ball just goes to uh three-time all-star 82 83 86 are you kidding me no so wait 80 wait what was the years 82 83 86 so his his, his uh his career begins well before the card listed uh yeah 1981 he was drafted. wow so uh before even i was born so yeah he is old 
third pick overall in his draft. Let's read a little bit about him. Williams, a six foot eight forward, born in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, ranks 15th all time in career rebounds to this day. So uh, he had a 17 year NBA career, highlighted by three All Star game appearances and a Rookie of the Year award. Wow. Uh, so Buck Williams, yeah, uh, certainly. Um, Shame on me, man. I I didn't know that. He also from 94 97 was the president of the NBA Players Association, which now is. Chris Paul, isn't it? I think he, play, he plays and is part is the head of the Players Association. Chris well. Paul is he? I thought there was two heads, but yeah, uh, Chris Paul's definitely head of the Players Association right now. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Way to go! I, you know what? This is uh, again just being candid. This mm. is why I love this podcast. Is like uh, I know about Buck Williams now. Yeah, seventeenth all time in rebounds. That's, That'd be with, and third all time when this card was printed. If we're looking at you know not his career right now in ninety four ninety five, but as a career, he's probably your best player at the moment. Him and Terrell Brown. I don't know who. Well, I'd he's pick. definitely not my up. player. He's your player. Oh, yeah. But if you want to give him to me, I'll be oh, yeah. happy to take him. I need some. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot how this podcast yep, works. You did not um, remember. Who's my next guy? Your next guy. We had him last week, and another coach, Brian Shaw. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Looking for guys who know the game. For the last, you know, with the wild card, with your last pick, yeah. you're looking for like a cerebral uh, an assassin. Oh, who man, I should have picked Nate McMillan first well, week. Well, you might, first week. Yeah, well, he could have been a wild card slash assistant coach from the, be- you know, the yeah, players yeah. respect another player more and, than an idiot like uh, me or you. So. Okay. <laughs> um, I might have to employ this gentleman because right now I have uh uh, Tyrell Martin is my main guy. <laughs> we talked about Brian Shaw before that he was very much the forgotten kind of fifth part of that magic team with Shaq, with 3D, with Nick Anderson and a Penny and the other guy keeping it all together in the backcourt with Brian Shaw. It was Brian Shaw. Well, one of the guys, but he was okay. one of the other main contributors. So your next guy that I'm going to go with mm. right here, mm. you're not going to like it. Well, mm. wait, I'm not going to like it. Ooh, that sounds good. I'm not a fan. Okay. But I am a fan. Ooh. <laughs> it's a play. Wait, firstly, it's a play you've heard of, which is a good thing. <laughs> which Secondly, is Secondly, I can see you're grimacing, <laughs> which is a bad, uh, another very good thing. And thirdly, this can only mean he's a very good player. Well, I'm going to go with it because, well, I can't throw away the card, but... I'm looking right at you. No, don't try anything. <laughs> Who have I got? I almost wore the Brando impersonation. Can I go with it? Yeah. I'm going to make him an my camera feel... I'm going to give you a three-point specialist. His name? Luca Bradzi? Mitch Richmond. <gasps> you got yourself a Mitch Richmond. Holy shit. I love him, but I hate him. One of the greatest three-point shooters of all time. Wow. Well, see, it's tough because, like... The best shooting guard still available, I'd say. Oh, absolutely. Well, oh, I say absolutely. Well, who's I mean, off the table? Jordan? Okay, wait, we've got Jordan number... Is Jordan number one? Okay, he might be. you got Jordan, Drexler, Miller... I think you go Mitch Richmond next. That's how good I think he is. Mm. And then Thunder Dan, <laughs> I would say, as a blocker. No, well, but we've spoken before, haven't we, about well, we, shooting we, guards in depth? And yeah, Mitch Richmond's always come up in that conversation. So wow, a main part of Run TMC. Oh, that's right, he was. Yeah. Uh, let me let me tell you this. I'm gonna look. Let me let me Google. I'm using it. Mitch McConnell. That's not, he's a senator, and I don't care. Mitch Richmond. God, he's so cool. I didn't know he was 55. Damn. All right. Are you ready for this? Mm. Ooh, you got yourself a player, Ian. Oh, I know. I know all about him at Run TMC. He was, he was the reason I like the a Warriors. A little, little better than I thought. I'm going to go with NBA champion in 2002. Six-time NBA All-Star. Ooh, 
Ooh, mm. six time. Yeah, Warriors. He was fantastic at the Kings as well. NBA All-Star Game MVP. That's kind of rare. Oh, I didn't know that. Three-time All-NBA Second Team. Two-time All-NBA Third Team. NBA Rookie of the Year. And his number two was retired by the Kansas... Oh, sorry. The Sacramento Kings. Consensus Second Team All-American. And he also has his jersey retired by the Kansas State Wildcats. Wow. He was a Kansas State Wildcat? I did not know that. Scored 20,000 points in his career. Averaged 21 points per game. 21 points per game. Mitch Richmond. He had, uh, you know, several thousand rebounds and assists. About 3,500 each. He And, you know what? He's a basketball Hall of Fame. I couldn't Play. be more happy with that. I, I feel like my team is, la- you know, for a long time it was lacking small forwards and pavels, but the shooting guard position is a place where I'm absolutely got, I can tell you're looking for something. I'm looking for a drink. Okay. Um, I'm shooting, sad about Shooting guard Richmond. was a, a position I haven't really thought about in recent weeks because, you know, I got Jordan and Reggie Miller. I haven't had to. But now we're on the wild cards. If I was to think about all the available players, obviously there are players I like. There are players, um, if you're talking about a combination of someone who's actually genuinely good and play a player that I like, Mitch Richmond's right up there. You know, Warriors are my team. Run TMC. That's why I like them. It's just, it's, does he have a nickname that you know about? Mitch. It's nicknamed The Rock. Oh, yeah. yeah Before yeah. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, of course. It, it auto-suggested that Chris Webber is known as C-Webb, if you didn't know that. <laughs> Glenn Rice, do you know his nickname? G-Money. Oh, God. Anyway, you don't get either of those. You already have Chris Webber. Okay. Man, you don't understand. I actually really genuinely like Mitch Richmond. Well, I'm very happy with that. Well, okay, what next- am I very happy with? You've got one of the best uh, small forwards available, I'd say. Oh, my God. As we've spoken about before, there are not many good There's small forwards. There's very few. Very few. This um, player is one of the better ones by far. I would say... Well, you're kind of giving me mixed signals. It's not Scottie Pippen. It's, because it's you not You would have gone... Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's Jamal Mashburn. Hey, Jamal Mashburn was... He played well into my high school life. Yeah, the, so this was 95-96. He'd been in the league for two years. Average over those two years, in his first and second season, averaged 21.6 points a game. That's better than Mitch Richmond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mashburn's NBA career high, 50 points versus Chicago on November 12, 94, made him the second youngest player in NBA history to notch 50 points in a game. The first was Rick Barry. Now, we said this before, when a card shows an individual game stats, normally it's like, oh God, they've got nothing else to talk about. But this is what we're talking about. This is a player who's actually good, but he had one ridiculous game, a 50-point game, and that's why they highlight it. Against so, the Bulls. Yeah. Who even with, this would be no Jordan, right? 94, so yeah. It'd be the 94-95 mm. season. Is that when which was... is what these cards are from. However, these are Series 2, which were made halfway through the season. No, or... it, was still, it was still maybe. So maybe Jordan was there. I don't know. Who maybe, knows? Maybe it was his Jordan last season. Jordan or no Jordan. You still got Pippen on the team. You dropped 50 on anyone. You're, Man, you're... Jamal Mashburn. Hey, so there's your clear pick at the moment. Do you think so? <laughs> uh, let me tell you about I want to tell you one more thing about Jamal. I know he averaged less than Mitch Richmond. He's got it. He was a one-time NBA All-Star. That's it. You've got to think about the positions. I know we don't need to fit. Who have you got a small forward? Dan Marley and Detlef Shrimp. So They're good. I'm so pleased with it, yeah. man. Anyway. But anyway, that's a welcome addition to your team, I think. Oh, oh baby. I. That's fun. Now we're having fun. Uh-oh. Now we're cooking chili. We've got Mitch Richmond already on the board. Plus, uh, who was your guy before that? Was it BJ Armstrong? 
uh, it was BJ. like B, it was BJ or Mitch, Mitch. Mitch. How about a how about a little guy with a, a little attitude with him? It's not Gary Payton, is it? Oh no, he's got more attitude than the glove. Dennis Rodman. You got the worm. Holy shit! Back to oh, oh it's God. Dennis Rodman. I've got dilemma now. Oh my God! Sorry, I would be freaking out a bit more, but I can't shout because it's because it's, it's, it's one a.m. in the morning and my neighbors. It's about it's about eleven thirty because we've been. <laughs> it feels here. like one a.m. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> What are you talking about? You woke up at like 3 p.m. today. I, yes, it feels like 1 a.m. to me. But anyway, Dennis Rodman, I think he's pretty good. Oh, my God. Do you want to see the card? He's got... Is he a full extension going across the like horizontal? No. That's how, that's how I like in, to in picture fact, Dennis Rodman. Is it a shit card? That's yeah, a shame. he's kicking a cameraman. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not uh, a great card. It's I'll not a great honest. card. The back is not great either. That's a shame. I feel like he's the one player who guarantee you get a good card out of. I mean, if you aimed a camera at a like, Bulls game, you, I can't believe that's what they went with. Uh, um, this is his first year with the Bulls. Yeah, wow. So on October 2nd, um, what I'm reading is your card. Do your job. Uh, you took it from me. Uh, on October 2nd, 1995, Rodman was traded to his former nemesis, Chicago, for Will Purdue. Wow. So as we know, he was a member of the, well, we maybe not know. He was a member of the Pistons. Who was kind of the foil to Jordan's early years? Well, he was a. I remember he. Then could, he went to the Spurs. Yeah, briefly. And Popovich couldn't take him. No. Couldn't hone him. Couldn't couldn't handle his antics. Nope. They traded him for an equally hostile character. The worm made his way to Chicago, yeah. where somehow all of his antics and the guru of Phil Jackson was able to harness that. Well, the great that was one of the for me that was one of the most insightful parts of the last dance is that you saw the freedom you know this fucking maniac in the middle of the finals would just said i need i need to go to vegas for a few days so yeah it's a free spirit bit of a wild one but i guess you know pippin jordan uh what's the coach called phil jackson (laughs) jackson it's late phil jackson they realized that and they realized to get the best out of him you know they rather than try and restrain him they let him gave him the freedom to do these things because he always delivered much like someone else always delivered. Oh my fucking god! I'm the look- mail comes today. You know what today is? Yeah. Hold Almost on. Almost Sunday. Hold on. Um, you've Are got you- a player. Don't you dare do this to me. You don't do it. You rejected his teammate quite famously on Red <laughs> 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 Who do I got? Um, say it. Say it. You have got. Say in it. my opinion, possibly the greatest power forward of all time. Carmelo. Yes! <laughs> I gotta be quiet. You it's do. A, it's, it's My neighbors don't. I can hear doors slamming now in the it's corridor. the witching hour and Carmelo comes to the blockers. I almost... Oh, baby. Let me tell you something. We should have opened season one. No, this is why we opened season two. We've got Rodman, Richmond, BJ Armstrong, and Carmelo. Wait, 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 wait. Carmelo, Carmelo. Thank you for respecting my finger to the lips, meaning don't fucking freak yeah, out, please. Yeah, I got please. it, I got <laughs> it. Which is really unfair, because you f- you played a guitar in my ear when you got Michael Jordan, and I get like that the was, second best score of all time. 7 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a day. I've had a long day. Let me have some happiness. Okay, the mailman, Carl Malone. You've Not, got I mean, the w- second highest score in NBA history. Can I read the card for you? By all means. I've thrown it in a fit of rage somewhere. Where is it? I think you threw it at me to shut up. Where is it? Can you can you please just tell me about okay. well Sir Carl? It's got a great picture on the back. He's uh, blowing a bubble with some chewing gum, with some <laughs> bubble gum. Disgusting! <laughs> um, Absolutely horrific. This was his eleventh uh, season in the, in the league. 
averaging up until this point an incredible 26 points a game. That's insane. From Louisiana Tech. Okay, his card, just because his stats are so impressive and long, there is no room for any information about him. But funnily enough, you have a, I, I can see at the very back of the cards I'm holding, you've got a Karl Malone insert as well. <laughs> so I'm just going to read the facts off of that. You ready? Carl, um, sure. one of the most complete packages basketball has ever seen is the player by which all future power forwards will be measured. Didn't he say that once about like another player and it was like Rodney Rogers, I think? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, a dominant low post player. Carl has consistently proven year in and year out that he is one of the game's premier power forwards. No, we've read this. I think we've card. actually yeah, read yeah, that exact that's, that's insert. Right, that's right. Um, I've got a little stat for you. Ready? He was the two-time NBA MVP. 14-time NBA All-Star. One of the best players to never win a championship. Famously him in Stockton. Well, until he joined the blockers, of course. Uh, he was a two-time NBA All-Star Game MVP, 11-time NBA All-NBA First Team. He's got three NBA All-Defensive First Teams. He's got all-retired Utah Jazz teams. That's not an actual stat. He's one of the NBA's 50 anniversary all-time Absolutely. team. And he averaged 25 points per game and 10 rebounds. Over his entire career. Career. And, and he's got... A- pair of cowboy boots which he wears he's, he's, yeah he's also yeah but he's no he's just a kind bit of, of a weird guy he he's a um i i, I don't know I, I feel like he's the kind of guy who turn up on horseback <laughs> to a game <laughs> i hope he does why not Kansas, why not indeed he's an, City. he's an outdoorsman so he did join the lakers at the end of his career with gary payton famously mm. to try to chase that ring mm-hmm. did you lose any kind of respect for him for trying to cash one in or do you think it's just like a guy earned it by playing that long and trying to get over the hump so far i'm not saying my opinion on this is correct uh, at all, and I can I know that players go their entire career trying to get an NBA championship. Obviously, however, when you have uh, played your entire career at one team, yeah, and then you leave blatantly and try and win a, you know, it, for me it kind of sullies that a little bit. I th- I think if I was a player in any sport. And it came came down to playing your whole career of one team, apart from the final season, and say you did win a championship. He didn't win the championship with the Lakers. Mm, yeah, but right. say he did. Take that against a player who played an entire career, someone was a legend there. I think I'd rather have that because you'd still be respected forever there. Whereas now in Utah, he still is, obviously, but he's always going to have that little... Do you have this concept in England where if if if, if Carl Malone had stayed in Utah, we would say he, he eats for free or drinks for free at any pub? He's key to the city, right? Yeah. He's got a key. Do you have that in England where well, if a guy a, plays a, for like a local club team? I can think of... I mean, I'm sure there are loads, but off the top of my head, I can think of two foot soccer players. Um, <laughs> How kind of you to change your well, it's vernacular. more for other people living. I know who you... <laughs> You're talking to me. I know there's not many people listening, but you've got to remember, Pete, it's not just me, you, I'm literally talking to the entire time. You're talking to Aaron and uh, my other friends. But there are two. There's a guy, uh, Matthew Letizier, who, uh, amazing player, and could have gone to a lot of players, but stayed at Southampton, who never really had a chance of winning anything, and is a legend there. Another one... But could, um, he, could he drink for free at any pub in... Uh, Probably. He's a legend down there. Just uh, He scored like incredible goals as well, like really insane goals. Another one, uh, not in England, but in Italy. Um, have you ever heard of Totti? Fran- Francesco Totti? Uh, played for Roma his entire yes, career. Yes, I know this player. And he, uh, yeah, he never left, never went to your Real Madrid. Never, he never interested. He just wanted to stay at Roma. So, yeah, I don't know. For me, like Stockton might oh, have a better reputation or might people might think better of him than... Because he didn't, I do obviously try and grab a ring at the end of his career. But at the same time, no, I understand it. I understand. I get why, it. Why you do that? 
Well, You've maybe got you the can. Mailman. You, mm. I do. I've got the mailman, mm. and you've got a guy who loves to say foul. It's a foul. Doc Rivers. He, yeah. Friend of the show. <laughs> Friend of the show. Clippers coach. <laughs> you got Doc Rivers, who I honestly I know he wasn't in series one, but I feel like we haven't had a week where we haven't talked about Doc Rivers. I like Doc. I like I like it. My I uncle do Doc. Too. I like it when he comes up. I I mean. I remember his funny stat. I remember that. I don't even have to look at it. He was like an amazing part of the reserve guard for the San Antonio Spurs. At the end of his career. He had a very good career as a starting point guard. Rivers combined with Chuck Person, Terry Cummings, Willie Anderson, and J.R. Reed to give the Spurs perhaps the best reserve core in the NBA. Well, that's because it's talking about him at that time. I he was gotcha. at the very end of his career. I but uh, you're down to your last card, but I think I got, I think I got one more myself. You got one more. Right, uh, got? He actually came out already today. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Terry Davis. Um, do you want me to How read long the, has it been? Do you want me to read the card again? Feels like a long time. When? Wait, was he like my first or second pick? I think so. Uh, Are my, you sure we've ever had him? Ninety-four. Oh, well, let's see if this rings any bells. Oh God. Ninety-four, ninety-five. Davis began to show signs of recovery from his ninety-three car accident. <laughs> I remember Davis? <laughs> Literally like an hour ago. Um, yeah. Cool. Well. Hey, he had, was he the guy who had the eleven rebounds in one game? Potentially. I've thrown the card now. I'm not going to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> you got Elliot Perry. All right. You know Phoenix Suns? Hey, I'll be damned. You know this guy. Yeah. Uh in 94-95, Perry played admirably, placing 17th in the NBA in field goal percentage. Did you have any did you have any Sean Kim's top 40s? I did not. Unfortunately, those are the I I tell you what, next week next week when we're talking about the teams, I will try and source online or otherwise the remaining Sean Kemp top forty cards because they're hilarious. Oh no, maybe we'll yeah maybe. Uh, but let's let's close this let's close this baby out. Let me let me hear let me hear the uh, the cards I've got to choose from. It's a really tough decision. Pete, yeah, it's one of those shows that's been an hour and feels like four. <laughs> is it because it's later or is it just because after twelve weeks? Why we've would got you genuine... possibly ask me that? Is it because we got brain damage Tuesday <laughs> after twelve weeks of this <laughs> nonsense? I've been staring at your fat head number two for twelve okay. weeks. I tell you what, we normally do the card rundown. Can can we not? Can uh, can we just save people that? <laughs> can you just repeat Car Malone eleven times or however many cards so... I've got to the Kansas blockers? I will take the postman. The mailman. <laughs> Ian, I gotta go to bed. Okay, you do. I'm so sorry. You do. Let's let's wrap this up. Okay, you're I'm taking, taking Carl Malone. Okay, and even though I have Barkley and Kemp in that position, I think it's just too much fun not to take one of the best power forwards, if not the best. You power would be insane not time. to take him. I mean, well, I did have Tyre. All right, all right. So yeah, Jamel. Okay. I, I, you know what? In in the honor of shortening the show as quickly as possible. Uh, well, can so I'm. <laughs> I'm 90% sure I'm taking, but I'm, I know we don't normally do this. It's down to two. I think you can right, guess I'll who they it. are. I got it. Can you give me B- some... BJ Armstrong and Dikembe <laughs> Mc... Mark. Well, I can't even pick Dikembe because he's on your team. <laughs> I just thought you wanted to hear his stats again. I'm going to guess it's Mitch Richmond and Dennis Rodman. That would be correct, yes. All right, let me look up some stats for you, okay? Well, now I'm going to give you like a comparison so that you can make the best educated decision. Are you ready? I'm oh, all... okay, I got it, I got it. I'm telling you right now, I'm... 80 20, I'm sure who I'm going to take, but I would like to hear. Wow, nice hedge. All right, your choices are, <laughs> without even disclosing the name, yeah. uh, NBA championships. Mitch Richmond had one, and Dennis Rodman had five. Got a lot of them, yeah. They both played 14 NBA seasons. Sounds about right. Playoffs. Mm. Mitch Richmond famously only made four, but he did cash one in. Dennis Rodman played in 11. 
postseasons. All-Star games. Mitch had six. Dennis Rodman had two. And honors and awards. All-NBA teams. Mitch Richmond had five. Mm-hmm. Dennis had two. All-defensive teams. Mitch, zero. Dennis Rodman, seven. Oh, yeah. It's the one. Unbelievable. Yeah. A seven-time all-defensive first team. Yeah. Did not know that. All-defensive team's total selections, of course, Mitch, zero. Dennis, eight. Defensive player of the year. Yeah. Mutombo. I mean, anything defense. Mutombo, four. Yeah. Rodman, two. Yeah. All right. Slip that in there, <laughs> I just wanted yeah. you to know that. But yeah, anything defense. Uh, all right. All right. Rebounds leader. Of course, Mitch Richmond, Re- zero. How many years do you think Rodman was a rebounds leader? Uh, five. Seven. Jeez. A seven time rebounds leader. And rookie of the year, Mitch Richmond, one, Dennis Rodman, zero. Now, I'm going to give you one more bonus stat because I, I can understand this is tough. Uh, best season, no game minimum, which is usually just their best season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch Richmond averaged 26 a game in 1997. Yep. Rodman's highest was around 11.6. Yeah, never a score, okay. really. Rebounds per game. Mitch Richmond pulled in six. The collector, Dennis Rodman, best season, 19 a game. Yeah, it's insane. All right. Well, I am going to choose. I, I am genuinely... Okay. I, I don't know what like, you're gonna... you got one eye open at the moment. I'm saying we, as fun as it is to run down their entire right, career. Go, go ahead, go ahead, go <laughs> ahead. I think for the for the sake of our listeners, who if anyone's still listening, fuck me. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I will be taking, as confirmed, Dennis Rodman. Wow. Yeah. So guys, let me just explain. If this was an earlier week, that might have changed. Now, one stat that kind of came out there was All Star selections, which is what I was thinking because you know. Rebounds aren't sexy. No. They certainly won in the 90s. It's slightly more sexy now, but less sexy than, than scoring, True. putting the ball True. in the basket. Now, Mitch Richmond, I love him. Part of the reason I love the Warriors, the run TMC, as I've explained many times before, I saw a little feature on them and it really got me into basketball. Not even just Warriors, into basketball. But if I'm looking at my team, and if we're going to run these simulations, I've got Jordan and Reggie Miller at shooting guard. I don't know how much burn Reggie Miller, uh, sorry, Mitch Richmond can get, which is insane to say because he's so good. However, power forwards, I've been really lucky in the last couple of weeks to get Kevin Garnett and to get... Chris Webber. However, I think Dennis Rodman helps that more than Mitch Richmond would help those two. And you know what? The wild card selection is about a bit of fun. I want a character in the team. Yeah. I want someone who's going to set a hotel room on fire. Who's going to cause a bit of... Uh... I, I honestly think in the simulations, it'll be like, Dennis Rodman is not available for game three. Banned. He's, he's in <laughs> New Orleans <laughs> doing Mardi Gras. So that means we both chose a power forward. And I've got a question for you. Okay. How is your team going to score? When I've got the defense of Joe Dumas, Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, and Hakeem Olajuwon on the floor at the same time. Well, that's a, it's a classic question that will definitely be answered next week when we have the preview episode of Magic on the Blacktop, episode 13, which is all the stats. We're going to go position by position, and I hope to God Sherelle Ford drops in and gives us a line. Uh, spoiler, he won't. But Ian, it's been an exhausting night. I honestly wish this was the next episode was yeah. 10 weeks away, so I'm to see you again. <laughs> but no, I look forward to next week. We'll discuss the teams, and hopefully we'll be a bit more awake. Pete. Yeah. It's over. The teams have been picked. There's All no going back. Done. Yeah, I know that. Um, you actually had a sixth card, um, which I didn't talk about today. I've got a little surprise for you. Okay. Close your eyes. 
Don't throw it on my. But, 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 I'm not going to throw anything on, okay, on, on you. Me. It wasn't Anthony Bowie. This is more of a uh, a thank you oh, good. for actually showing up for twelve weeks in a row. I genuinely didn't think you were going to do it. Three months. You know, this is at my apartment. You are the one who have to tra- who has to travel here. Take a taxi <laughs> every week. Cost me eleven twenty. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully this makes it all worthwhile. Can I open my eyes? You can. How about that? Whoa! Where did you? Whoa! <laughs> give it down. Give it down. Give it down. I don't know if anybody can hear. Where did you get this? How did you get this? Don't worry about it. This is this is incredible. He got me a hardwood classics. This feels like a piece of wood. Well, it's got something in the card. One of my all-time... Fi- can, can is that you... a piece of his jersey? It's got a piece of he his jersey. He got me a... Tr- oh, yeah, man. This is incredible. He got me in a... This is an amazing card. That's a tops, And it has a, a cut of a guy's jersey. My favorite all-time player... Eduardo Nahara, Oklahoma Sooner legend. How did you get this? Well, the fact that your favorite player is Eduardo Nahara made it extremely easy to get. <laughs> if it was a decent player, it would have been a lot more hard. It feels like you gave me a piece of stone. It's like heavy yeah. and weighted. And it has a piece of his jersey. Authentic game. Yeah, there you go. Well, we can talk about more why he's your favorite player next week. But um... Eduardo Nahara, you have just, it says in the back, congratulations. You have just received an authentic NBA hardwood classic game-worn jersey card of Eduardo Nahara from Topps 2005, 2006, 90, I, I can't, I can't read, I can't even read it. This is a freaking amazing. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Don't get used to it. <laughs> because once our teams start playing each other, I'm not going to be nice anymore. So. I'm going to frame this, okay. and I'm going to I'm going to open every show with just showing you on the camera. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. I... And on that note, I think we should probably call it a show because my neighbors are slamming doors in You're the right. corridor, uh, and I didn't get you anything. Thank you very much, Ian. See you next week for the preview episode. Next week. Later. Oh.